Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you for this time that we have with you. A precious time that you make available yourself to us every morning at the start of our day. And as we come to you, Lord, we acknowledge your presence in this day, in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, in every decision that we have to make, in every new thing that we begin, but also every existing situation that lies before us. In every conversation that we get into, Lord. And every time we have to react or respond in something that is that comes our way. We ask, Lord, for the grace to carry the mind of Jesus, the mind of Christ. <coughs> so that in all those situations, we speak like he would. We respond like he would. We think like he would think. And the decisions we make are led by the Spirit like he would. We would take it in prayer. And we want to commune with you throughout this day, Father, O Holy Spirit. So that in every situation, or in every moment, we are conversing with you. We share all our concerns, our questions, our doubts, our cares, our worries with you. And we open ourselves up to receiving from you, to draw and drink from you again we come at the start of this day, Father. We thank you that when we commune with you in the secret place, you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. We share the same, Lord, with all those now that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. We share it also with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and those that have no one to pray for him. We offer our faith to stand in that gap, Father. And lifting up all of these today, at our altar of prayer, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, our father, the lifter and the preserver. The one who is able to make for us a way in the wilderness, even where there seems to be no way. The one who always completes every good work he has started in us. The one who has made for us a way of holiness by which we should live our lives. And he is the one who blots out all our transgressions and our sins, casts them behind his back and remembers them no more. We pray in the name of his son Jesus, the Lion of Judah, our rock, our refuge, our salvation, the one who is a shield for us, the glory and the lifter up of our head. He is the one who holds the key of David so that what he opens, no one can shut and what he shuts, no one can open. And it is through him that we receive our identity, our authority and our position in God. 
It is through him that we receive our restoration to the image and the likeness in which God created us. We thank you, Jesus. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of victory. He is the one who works with us to make that happen so that we conform to the revelation of Galatians 2.20, the image and the likeness of Jesus, that it is no longer we, but it is as though he lives in us. We have become so close in the way we think, in the actions that we take to him. It is he, the spirit, who reveals the deep and secret things of the Father. It is he who convicts us. It is he who redirects us. But he is never willing to condemn us and cast us away. It is he who lifts us up out of, out of the lowest hell. It is he who quickens us in our spirit. That we are charged to hear from the Father and receive revelation. It is he who heals our backsliding. And it is he who has made his tabernacle within our body. That we are no longer weak and vulnerable in the flesh. But we are empowered, authorized and activated to step forward in the spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. That you have blessed us with angels with destiny help us, but also the gift of prayer. Where we can legally authorize you to step into our circumstances and take over. Even though you have excluded yourself from the earth realm, we thank you, Lord, that you give us various mechanisms that we can use and the principles that you have hidden in your word, the promises that you have made to us from the dawn of age, to our fathers in faith. And even today, you honor every single one of them. We thank you, Lord, that you make known your ways to us. You bid us commit to living by those ways so that when we do that, then we shall make our way prosperous and we shall have good success in everything that we do along that way. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and for the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Knowing that what we speak will affect the outcomes of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. We thank you, Lord. After reflecting on Deuteronomy 1 verse 8 and touching on the blessings that are part of going in and taking possession of your land and your destiny over the last two days, today I'd like to reflect on the question of are you living a cursed life or are you living a blessed life? And we are not discussing about the experience of what that cursed life looks like, but we are, we are reflecting on the reasons for it. Why does the Bible say that we are cursed? We're also not touching or discussing on witchcraft today. Which is what God says about that cursed life and a blessed life and how we can turn it around. We see that God says in Malachi 3 verse 8 and 9, Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. And then he goes on to talk about tithes. But the question for us here is, does God really need your tithes? Does he need your money? Psalm 24 verse 1 says, The earth and everything in it, the fullness of it, all belong to him. And if it all belongs to him, then why does he say, You have robbed me by not paying tithes and offerings? What is he looking for there? When you reflect on it, you see that it was never about the money. To better understand about who is cursed. Because he said here, yeah, you are cursed. The whole entire nation is cursed. So to better understand about who is cursed, let's look at another such verse that says the same thing. Jeremiah 17 verses 5 to 8. Where it says, now this is God saying it, Cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm and whose heart departs from the Lord. Three things there straight away. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land and not inhabited. He's telling you where such person will live as well. Verse 7. But blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree. Now he's comparing what would that one be like and what is this one going to be like. So here it says in verse 8. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat comes. But her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. We see a similar thing mentioned about the blessed man. Which one is blessed when you look at Psalms 1 verse 1 to 3. 
and there he elaborates a little more on these. But if you read those, that will be enough to explain. So today, let's just look on these. So today, we looked at what we look at what the the cursed life looks like. What are the reasons for it? And then tomorrow, we'll touch on the blessed life. So the one who trusts in man, that's one. Number two is that it makes his flesh his arm. And the third thing is whose heart departs from the Lord. is no longer does, does he connect with God in the same way. Does, he has lost that secret place. Three main reasons here. So what it really means is one who depends on his own abilities and that of other people, but does not come to God, is looking to the flesh and through the flesh for a solution. One who depends only on fleshly ways and not ways of the spirit. And so his heart is departed from God already. And the Lord has already declared that it is not by might, not by power, but by his spirit that we overcome in Zechariah 4.6. So if we are still trying to depend on our might and our own power there, then the outcome is already pronounced. There is no breakthrough coming there. Because what you are battling is a situation in the spirit. Everything is spiritual. Life is spiritual. So such a person is already doomed to fail. Verse 6 says, he shall be like the heath in the desert. Heath is a small desert shrub, a small plant with shallow root and there's not much available to it to live off. No water. That plant will be under constant struggle, battling extreme desert conditions of heat and dryness. We see the exact opposite of that where it said the blessed one shall be by the streams of water and doesn't even have to bother about heat. Contrasting explanations that he is given in these three verses here. Yesterday we spoke of the thorns and thistles from, gener sorry, from Genesis 3 verse 17, where Adam was cursed. And he said, the ground will only produce thorns and thistles, no increase. The ground was cursed. So are you seeing here that this person will be living in those kind of cursed ground conditions? So there is no fruitfulness. There's only barrenness. But at the same time, even sustenance is a challenge. There's a constant choking, no water, extreme heat, tough conditions. And in these verses, when you look here, it is not just the ground now. The person himself is like a plant that only has thorns and scaly leaves. That's what a heath is. It's not just his ground. He himself has become that non-productive, non-unfruitful and a barren one. He shall not see good when it comes. So good will still come and yet he will not be able to take the benefit or harness the good outcomes from it. 
many of us will relate with that to our own lives. Where you see that as soon as something good comes, even if you get some money, there are some bills that come and drain it off. There is sickness that comes and steals it, snatches that money away. So that what you are left with then is nothing. When we see those kind of situations come in our lives where living under extreme hardship, literally as good as living as like the heat in the desert, you know that you are living a cursed life. You shall not see the good when it comes. But you shall live in dry desert terrain when nothing ever grows. And if that's a cursed life, then we need to ask the question, what did we miss? Was it our money that we didn't pay him that brings such curses on us? And then you know that it is not it is actually not the money. What you really robbed him of is by dishonoring him in our relationship with him. We depended on ourselves and our people, failed to connect with him, ignored him completely, did not even acknowledge him. Proverbs 3 verses we usually uh, speak and pray Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. But today I'd like to look from 6 to 10. Because they're all connected now. Proverbs 3 verse 6 to 10 says, In all your ways acknowledge him, that is acknowledge God, and he shall direct your path. But verse 7 goes on to say, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Then it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to your bones. So that's good health. When you do that, when you fear the Lord and depart from Him. Verse 9, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. So this is honoring. Then verse 10 says, so shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses shall burst out with new wine. So fear the Lord, depart from evil, honor the Lord. And these things come. Take the opposite of them, what you've seen in these four verses, and that constitutes a curse. When you totally reverse it, do not fear him, do not honor him. You're, you risk wrong direction, you risk health issues and challenges, and you risk productivity and fruitfulness as well. Failure. Are you seeing how this is directly then connected with Jeremiah 17 verse 5 to 8 and Malachi 3 verse 8 and 9 where he speaks about curses. So it was never the tithe. It was never your money. That is one way or mechanism that he uses because there are bigger other teachings involved in that. So he asks us and he uses the mechanism of giving of your tithes and your produce, all that you have uh, secured by way of being fruitful to give a part of it as a thanksgiving to say everything that I have comes from you so I give back to you and giving back to you is not giving back the substance but giving the honor for providing that substance that we might have our sustenance that we might have our life that we might have our abundance 
is honoring him and thanking him. But when we fail to honor him and think, I did this because of my talent, because of my skill, because of my smartness, because of my capability. That is what Jeremiah 17 verse 5 talks about. Those who depend on the flesh and who depend on man. I did this because of my connections, because of my networks. I am a self-made man. My income, my riches, my hard work. As soon as we start dishonoring and we get into that mode of pride, we get into the mode of depending on the flesh. There are many people that we see who say, who don't have that, that experience of connecting with God because everything that they have in their life has come easily and through their hard work and they believe sincerely with all honesty that it is all I have done all of this. God never had a hand in this. They fail to see it and it's very unfortunate. Not acknowledging him and being self-reliant to the extent that it becomes pride puts us in danger of being under a curse. Now, more often than not, such people, you see, do have health challenges. It is very unfortunate. They do have other problems, family issues, but they fail to see the connection. It looks like unrelated. How is a family matter, family dispute connected with my finances or my business? They fail to see the connection. Because they don't look at it in the spirit. They use logic. His word says, He is our provider and He shall provide all our needs according to His riches in glory through Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4.19. Yet as we see in Jeremiah 17 verse 5, we depend on men and we depend on people. When it says He is the provider. We depend on those that are not the provider and not the true source. We depend on ourselves in the flesh and not God. And we only go to him when we have exhausted all our options and reached the point of breaking or failing. Even then we will ask someone else to pray for us. Even then they are depending on men and not willing to exercise their personal connection with God, where he says, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Yet we look for someone else to do that for us. And then wonder why there is no answer to my prayer. We only go to him when we have exhausted all our options. We've got into idolatry and have devalued our relationship with him. And so the Bible says we are cursed. We will continue on this tomorrow and we'll reflect on who is blessed then. And we'll go back to those same verses and reflect on them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that our eyes are open to your truth so that as we reflect on our own lives and if we are able to notice that we are living under those circumstances that constitute a curse, then let our eyes see that truth, let our heart turn away from it. 
I ask for that discernment in the Spirit, Father. For Jesus came that we should have life and have it in abundance. And if our life does not look like that abundance, then there is something that is missing. Has he come only to my neighbor and not to me? What did I miss there? Let it start with that discussion. Let it start with that reflection in our own hearts. I ask for that edification, Lord. I ask for each one of us to have that conversation personally with you in the name of Jesus. So that you might open our eyes, our hearts to the truth, and you enlighten the way ahead for the steps that each must take. Out of your mercy and out of your grace that they must all be saved and none should come to perish. I ask for that edification in our spirit today. As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those battling sickness and disease. We pray for all families that are facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. And we pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that have not yet received salvation. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank, Thank you, Father. You, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sharada 
Sarah, 
The mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that was put on my heart this morning is from Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of, of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a couple of scriptures that have been shared in the chat as well. The first one is from Numbers 23, verses 19 and 20, quoted from the NIV, where it says, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. And the second scripture is from Isaiah 42, verse 14 to 17, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, For a long time I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out. I gasp and pant. I will lay waste the mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn rivers into islands and dry up the pools. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along with unfamiliar paths, I will along unfamiliar paths I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them, but those who trust in idols who say to images, you are gods, will be turned back in utter shame. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's daily reflections, our Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, the Friday Bible teachings as well. Please share links to Zoom and YouTube. Invite others to join us live or you can point them to the recordings that are available as well on YouTube and Spotify. Also, you can join our Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group if you are not part of this group yet. You will find a link in the description on the YouTube video. If you are part of this group and are being blessed, then share that same link with others, the link to our Telegram group, so that they can join the group, post their prayer requests there and others will pray with them and for them. But more importantly, they will also personally be enriched in the word and it will help improve their prayer life. Let them also see answered prayer. And in, same, in, in line with speaking about answered prayer, also a reminder about uh, our Friday's Bible study session, The Power of Your Words. That is all about changing outcomes by changing the way you speak and then getting answered prayer all the time. This is a very powerful series that we are currently going through. Please do not miss it and invite family and friends to join us there. You will find links on our YouTube page, on our Facebook page, as well as in the Telegram group. You will find, I'll post one this morning as well. So please share those messages with others. Invite them to come. And let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for His glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Bless everyone.